Hey everybody, I appreciate you guys tuning in to the Talking Buckets podcast episode 2. Uh, today we have on guest Tim Daniel. Uh, he is the owner or co-owner of the 48 Minutes Network. And you can check him out at TimDaniel518 on Twitter. Um, he's helped me out with producing and he's got his own show and he's been covering Xavier for two years now. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year, Tim. And uh Excited to talk some hoops with you and catch up with uh, what you've what you've seen in practice the last few days. Let's do it. So, Tim, you've covered the uh, team for the last two years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first game credentialed was they played Georgetown um, in, like, February of 18. Okay. And that was the Trayvon Blue four-point play game. Okay. So that was my first game I ever got credentialed. And then my second one was that same year they played Providence, and they won the Big East at Sintas. And then last season was my first full season. So you were at the uh, the clincher against Providence? I was. That was a big game. It was my favorite story that I always tell from that day. Besides that, when Chris Mack, his Twitter header picture, like his deep, his background picture, with him cutting the net, I'm in the picture. Really? Um, was. So, you've been to Centos, you know, like there's the media they put way up top. Yeah. But, but, mm-hmm. Like there's that table. Yeah. So, we, I walked all the way down from that table, and as soon as I got on the floor, the security let the student sections run on the court. So, I was right there when they stormed the court, <laughs> and I just got out of the way in time. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a that's a good first year, or that was your second year. No, that was your first year. That was your mm-hmm. first year. Yeah, second year was this past season. First year that first right. that Travis was taken over. Nice. And you also cover NKU as well. I do. I've been there two years. Nice. Cool. So, just kind of getting started here. I wanted to kind of address uh, Coach Steele's year one and year two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you see from year one, um, as far as on the court and recruiting, and how do you think he's kind of transitioned into his second year? You could tell year one they really missed the Trayvon Blewitts and the J.P. Makiras, um, you know, even Karim Cancer to an extent. Mm-hmm. Just didn't have that guy that could really score in bunches. You know, they had Paul, they have Q, um, but it didn't seem like those guys were at that point yet where they could take over a game. And mm-hmm. you could tell they really missed that. And also they were really slow, but it was because they had to. Their best chance of winning was playing a pack line defense, was having – Zach Kankins and Tyreek Jones on the floor at the same time and playing inside-outside. You know, they didn't have a great three-point team at that point by any means. And then, uh, you know, really they struggled defensively at the beginning of the year. And then really that second half of the season, like through the, even even during the losing streak, they were still a very good defensive team. And then I think they just ran out of season because they got hot there. You know, yep. they after the Creighton mishap, when Creighton inbounded the ball on the other side of the court and Q had the layup to take him to overtime in that game. And they go on that run. I truly believe if they don't lose to Butler mm-hmm. and at Hinkle, that you know they if probably they had a really good chance of being in the tournament. Because mm-hmm. the run they were on, the teams they beat, you know, St. John's got in. They beat them twice. Right. 
They beat Nova. I know Nova's at home. And really, they played Nova so close in the Big East tournament, you could have made a case that they could have won that game. Right. They should have won that game. They would beat Nova at Nova for sure. Yeah. I think they would have got in. And you you addressed the defense thing. I mean, they needed shot making, so you would bring in Wellage, but then they were losing their defensive, I mean, not not much. He played, he said he was 6'9", but he played more like he was 6'5", 6'6". He did. And then also Kyle Castlin was the same way, where... Like Castle's kind of supposed to be like the leading the leader and kind of be a scorer mm-hmm. for them, and he kind of I wouldn't say struggled in that role, um, but it didn't seem like they got the most of them, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously Hankins was kind of like the man his year on campus. Right. I don't think there was a single person in Cintas that disliked that man. No, it's hard not to like raise the roof guy, uh, bringing the energy. Um, I think he'll be missed inside just his presence on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I think. No, I think this team is, like you said, this team we have now is faster at FedEx. Um, today at practice we saw them, they look, they look long. They do. They do look long. What do you What do you think about Travis's recruiting now? Uh, are you surprised how he's had the success, success he's had? And do you think Do you think uh, this class, what, do you, what, what would you like to see, like, kind of wrapping up this class, who are the guys that you kind of would like to see land? So we're talking the 1920 class or the 2021 class? 20, 2020 class. Okay. Cool. Um, I will say, you know, I'm not necessarily surprised. You know, Travis played a big role in getting guys like Edmund Sumner mm-hmm. and guys like, you know, Kaiser Gates and players like that who really blossomed their tenure at Xavier. Um, so I think really, and he brought a great staff in. You know, Dante Jackson's credited for getting a lot of these kids. Um, I know Travis was part of these kids when Chris was, you know, the coach here still and was recruiting those guys. So. You know, I'm not shocked he got guys like Kiki Tandy right. or Damir Bishop, mm-hmm. um, you know, or Deontay Miles in the backyard of the Centos, basically. But where I got blown you mean away, in the backyard was... of Villanova, <laughs> Damir, yes, yeah. yes, Deontay though he's from Walton, so right. right. Um, but this year's really blown me away, not in a bad way. I'm just really like getting Dwan Odom, who you know really is one of the most talented guys Xavier's ever got to commit. The fact he's been committed for a year already and wants to stay there, and he's really excited. I saw him at practice on Saturday, hanging out with Trayvon Blewett and D. Davis. Um, that was a really impressive recruit for the team, and I think Dante Jackson was the one in charge of that one, if I remember from his twenty-four-seven page. For for who? For uh, Dwan Odom. I think that. You sure about that? I'm not for certain. I think it was that, Jonas. I, Jonas has been the guy in Atlanta, but it might have. Oh yeah, you're you're right. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. I think it's been yeah. Jonas guy. You're, yeah. You know more than I do there, apparently. <laughs> no, but um, how did he look like? Was he shooting with the guys during practice or what? Not really. Um, he was shooting around, mm-hmm. but he was shooting in flip-flops. Okay. But uh, the uh, body frame, you can certainly tell. Like, He's got a lot of growth uh, that you can be excited about. But, you know, if you watch his tapes, everything he does jumps out at you. Like, there's, You don't really see a lot of flaws in him. Um, you work with Rick Browering, and I think Rick's quote with Adam Baum was, he looks like a running back getting to the rim, and I think that's like a hundred percent a fact. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, um, kind of seeing the, the guys from the twenty nineteen class for the first three times now that you've been to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you taken away from uh, those first three practices from the young guys, especially? Um, well, I knew a lot about Kiki Tandy already, and I knew a lot about Deontay Miles uh, just because they're from my neck of the woods. Um, but and like I got really into Kiki's high school tape for a while there the fact that he did not win Kentucky Mr. Basketball is a sham it's a total sham it, yeah. um, but 
you know, each of those guys being Kiki, Damir, and Deontay really bring something different that, like, is going to really form well with how Travis Steele wants to play. You know, the first thing you said to me when you were at practice was, damn, they're really long. Oh, yeah. And even with Jones and Hankins last year, they weren't super long. You know, but now you have a situation where you can put guys, like, if you want, if you just want to, like, keep people out of the block. Deontay, Najee, you know, Tyreek. You can just stack those guys and keep people going and keep people away from the rim there as well. Um, But going back to what you were saying, because I have a tendency to do that, I always knew about Kiki Tandy's athleticism, and I knew he could shoot fairly well. I watched him in the high school, in the Kentucky-Ohio All-Star game. His ability, his thought process of wanting to take over on plays is pretty impressive. Um, You saw a little bit of that in practice where you could see, like, his competitiveness and how much, you know, he would get upset with, with foul calls during practice and stuff like that, and you know, you like to see that because, like, that's you know, that guy's a dog, and obviously yep. he's playing with really talented players like Paul Scruggs and Quentin Gooden to learn from. They love to see that. Uh, yeah, get into it with Quentin Gooden there on the foul call. He wanted to charge, and you know, it was just funny to hear him. He's like, <laughs> Gooden's like, "Who fouled me?" And you know, your response: "Nobody fouled you." Is just cool to see that back and forth already. Not even ten days into practice now. Yeah, and then Damir. I mean, a lot of people like kind of said to me when I was asking about him that he was probably the best player in Philadelphia last year as far as Philadelphia high school players. And I don't know enough about Philadelphia to say yes or no to that, but I have definitely been impressed with his shooting ability mm-hmm. um, and his athleticism. I know he threw down a dunk today in practice, and like a one-handed, you looked at me and you went and you had that face. Yeah, I did it, yeah. I, we, don't, we haven't seen that out of a uh, freshman, like just him and Kiki both now. We just don't, that, that athleticism. Yeah, and, maybe not since like Sumner. Yeah, that's probably right, since Sumner. Yeah. I mean, his length and his, I mean, he's super confident. Uh, he was Pulling up, he was talking. He made two in a row, tough ones. Um, yeah, one in Paul he, Scruggs hand, with his hand in his face. Hit both of them had outstretched hands in, in front of him, and on the third one, I mean, it was it was in and out. It was it was halfway down, and he was already starting to talk to to Najee about hitting that one over him. Yeah, and then Deontay. You know, a lot of people have said that Deontay's farther along than they thought they were that he would be, and that definitely jumps out. Um, Brian Snow had a really good quote on Musketeer Reports boards where he said he was talking to D. Davis about Deontay. Right. And Deontay was beating all the guards down the court on Saturday. And I guess D. Davis has something to the sense of, like, that guy's probably going to play in the league if he keeps that up. Yeah. And you see the upside. I mean, you certainly see the upside. You see the length. You know, he threw down some dunks when we were watching him today that were pretty impressive. High motor. Yeah, very high motor. Um, You know, he had a big, pretty big growth spurt in high school. I don't know if you knew about that, where he grew, right. like, I think, three or four inches. Right, yep. like, before his senior year. So in high school, it looked like he was still learning how to move at six eleven, right? Yeah. And now it's starting to look like he knows how to be six eleven. Yeah, he's always he's only seventeen. Like people forget, he's not even he's a young for his grade. Yeah. So I mean, even if he ju- yeah, I know Rex mentioned it. Even if he does decide to redshirt, he won't be like an old junior or whatever trying to get out of get to the pros because he's twenty two or twenty three. You know. I have a really funny story about Deontay. Um, so at media roundup of the Kentucky Ohio All Star game. It was myself, Adam Bonk from the Enquirer, and Donnie Menke from Chatterbox Sports, who's a good buddy of ours. Um, we were all asking questions, and I like asked him about because he played on Walton. Walton to this, went to the state semis in Kentucky. I said, "You had what seven, eight blocks in the state championship game? I mean, state uh, state final four? He goes twelve. <laughs> it's like, oh, my bad, man. <laughs> he he wasn't counting or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so kind of moving on with the other newcomers, uh, particularly the two transfers. What have you seen from them after three days? So Jason Carter definitely jumps out. Yep. I forgot to talk about Zach Freeman earlier, by the way, too. Like yep. he has a he has like a 
when he gets his shots to be consistent, we saw a practice like he can't miss, it seems mm-hmm. like. Um, so I touched on that real quick before we get there. But Jason Carter, I think, you know, having an experienced guy who was, um, you know, the top dog at, o- at, o- at OU, you know, he was their best player mm-hmm. to come to this team who has a lot of established guys who have played in tournaments, have played in big games. Having him to add to that certainly doesn't hurt. Not to mention you get him for two years. That's a big pretty, deal. pretty great yeah. for this team, absolutely. For sure. Um, and, you know, it's hard not to like Bryce Moore. Um, he shoots well. He looks the part. You know, I know he missed a year last year with a torn ACL. Uh, I think he played his last year that he was on the court. He was playing with a torn ACL for a little bit, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the whole year. Yeah. Undiagnosed. And uh, he was actually, I know Northern really thought they had a chance at him. At Bryce Moore? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. And of course, you know, Xavier, Northern. Was that before Brandon left? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, if I remember correctly. Because I remember, I think it was Snow that reported... And if I'm wrong, by all means, I apologize. <laughs> but there was a quote, there was a tweet where I think Snow said Northern Kentucky was one of the teams I was trying to reach out to him. You're probably right. I just completely missed it. Yeah. Um. So, but more, you know, Adam Baum, who we just mentioned earlier, wrote a really great article in the Cincinnati Inquirer about him this week. Real interesting guy. His dad played in the NFL. Um. So the athleticism certainly has been passed down. Reads a lot of books. Yeah, he's really intelligent. It's not a lot of college because I feel like still read a bunch of books. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a great addition to the team. Probably it looks like he'll be their sixth man behind. Uh, he'll probably be the first guard behind Q and Paul. And that's certainly not I, a bad thing. I don't I don't even so – uh, yeah, I mean, if in the right matchup, I feel like he's going to be on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. A starter minutes, you know. I mean, you know, in your eyes, when this team isn't, like, playing – say they're playing Clayton, mm-hmm. 64-62, 32 seconds left, who's on the floor. Got to lock up Tyshawn Alexander. You're going to probably put Bryce on the floor. Right. Uh, just watching him today battle Najee in practice. Uh, and you're not Najee is not able to back him down like he is with other smaller guards. Uh, Bryce is feisty, and I mean Bryce was kind of getting Najee pretty flustered. Yeah. So I mean, I can only imagine what he's going to do when he gets to up that intensity when he's playing against a, a real opponent, and not just teammates. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jason Carter. Just I, I was tapping a couple of these guys when they're shooting threes today. Carter's impressed me. I mean, his stroke looks easy, easy range. Uh, just in the drills that they were doing, he went five of eight from three. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember him stretching the floor too much when he played in Savior. No, I mean, not at all. No, and he was, but he was hanging out and he was looking comfortable back there. Tandy was six of seven in the drill they were doing. Moore was five of six. Najee was six of nine. Scrugg six of nine. Um, really, the whole team uh, shot it well, and then Bishop really showed what he could do and. The five on five, yeah, action. What did what what did you see in the five on five action that you liked? I love that they get at it. Yep. They really get at it, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know it certainly shows. I mean, they like you know they're trying to get the best out of each other. They know they're trying to make the team better. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to any practices last year, but all you really heard from a lot of people that were there was that the attitude now compared to then is completely different. It's completely switched, mm-hmm. um, and you could see how competitive they were. What's really jumped out to me at practice in these five-on-fives is Paul Scruggs is pulling a lot of things I haven't seen him do much of. Um, he's got, like, a turnaround jumper he's doing now that looks pretty nice. And, you know, the skill set's obviously there for Paul to do special things. Mm-hmm. And he was definitely putting it on display in these five-on-fives. He was. That spin movie he had on uh, Bishop, just kind of showing the freshman what a little bit of strength can do, uh, just kind of playing bully ball inside. Well, yeah, because remember with him, his freshman, his freshman year, his guards were JP and Trayvon. Right. You know, so like, right. That's that's true for sure. But Scruggs came in pretty. He was a pretty big kid when he came in. I remember. I tell this story a lot. When Edmund declared for the draft, 
And I was kind of like, oh, that stinks, but that's good for Ed. And I was like, and all my friends were like, they're getting Paul Scruggs. And <laughs> I didn't know a ton about recruiting at that time because I wasn't on the beats. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked him up, and I really, like I said something, I was like, I can't believe Xavier got this guy. You know, like, he was in that, that was like a pretty deep point guard recruiting class he was in. No, yeah, he was he was kind of raw coming out of high school. So much John Morant wasn't even ranked in that class. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes outside, obviously. That's funny. No, and uh, just the five on five. I also like Q really took it upon himself today. I feel like to kind of show the freshmen like when they do something wrong. Uh, like in particular, I saw Deontay Miles left his feet against Sam Freyer mm-hmm. uh, on on one of the drills, and he was just like kind of took it upon himself to kind of go up to Deontay Miles and kind of explain to him how you're supposed to shield the uh, the player from from getting to the rim and instead of leaving your feet and giving up that easy foul. He certainly feels like he's the perfect guy for team captain for this team. It's, you know what I mean? Like, right. Right. No, yeah, for sure. And he's it's, it's hard to it's hard, hard to recognize him with this new dude, too. I know. The first day of practice, I was like, hey, who's wearing three now? Oh, hey. <laughs> he chopped it off. And it's was, still weird seeing Tyreek wear four. It's definitely weird it's seeing Tyreek. It's been Tyreke, like three yeah. practices. That's another like, – we didn't talk about Daniel Ramsey earlier in his recruiting class because he hasn't right. – he's been, he's been hurt. But, you know, he's a guy I'm still really excited about, too, mm-hmm. so. No, Tyreek, it was weird. I put up a video of him dunking, and a couple people responded, yeah, it's weird to see him wearing four, and I was – It'll take some getting used to, for sure. Well, remember he had people, like, scratching their head because Daniel Ramsey announced his number. Tyreek was in the draft. Yep. Yep. No, it's, the whole thing kind of broke loose. You, yeah. you, you knew Mario and Tyreek had something up their sleeve, though. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's funny. So, kind of looking ahead to Spain, the, the, the team leaves tomorrow. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday. team leaves on Wednesday mm-hmm. around 1 or 1-ish. What do you expect to see from them in Spain, and will you be tuned in? Uh, as much as I can. So, unfortunately, um, I have a real job that I don't get to do as much of the things I really love to do. Um, you know, so like watching games uh, for a living. Um, but, you know, I'm going to definitely like subscribe to Flow Sports, give it to everybody on the network so they can kind of keep up with it. Um, and I want to see a lot of the seasons, like the drills that they're running, it seems like they want to be a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You know, they were really bad in pace last year. Like they were really bad at pace last year. And now having these guys, and that's no disregard to Zach Hankins and got and like you know who's gone now, but now that he is gone and they can kind of play this quicker, longer team, you know they can do that. It seems like they have a little running gun in them, and if they play running gun basketball, I'm going to be ecstatic because I don't know, you know, in the Big East specifically, how many teams are going to be as fast as them. Right. So I want to see if they can get a little bit of that idea of what we're seeing, the drills they're running, if they're going to kind of lean on that over there. Um, I don't know anything about the teams they're playing. You know, I know right. they're pros, mm-hmm. but I want to see them push the pace. I expect that they will. Uh, they're going to shoot better. Like we know that. So um, I think, you know, really this team has a lot to look forward to. I think Spain is going to show us a lot of what to expect. It's just a tease, man, because you get three right. games in August, <laughs> and then you have to wait till November 5th for the season opener. No, that's 100%. Um, what did you think about their, like, for 30 minutes they went at it today on the defensive end, trying to get up into the guy's – uh, pockets and trying to rip the ball loose. Um, do you think that's a, something that Steele's definitely going to push this year? Is, yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. No sagging. Yeah, I think that stretch they had last year at the end of the year where we talked about how good they were defensively, he wants to keep that momentum going. Um, really, if you think about the two games they lost in their tournaments, you know, not counting Maui, of course, but you know they definitely could have beat Villanova in the Big East tournament, and their defense was really good most of that game. Mm-hmm. And the Texas game, they had a couple balls that didn't go their way, um, which was frustrating because 
Texas went on to win the NIT, and I thought Xavier for sure should have had them beat. Mm. But I think that that's going to be a continuous trend for them. They're going to push defense. Travis talks a lot. Like What I really like about Travis is he really is into analytics. Um, he talked a ton about kills. Yep. You know, three stops. Uh, he talked a lot about defensive efficiency rating. Like he's very big on Ken Palm, which is like my kind of dude. Like, <laughs> that's that's right up my alley. Tim, you're a numbers guy or what? I am. Yes, <laughs> very much. I'm not even gonna be sarcastic about it. Um, so, yeah, I think that was you know the way that they are gonna play defense can be physical. Uh, it seems like those guys are really pushing hard at it. Jonas is very big on the big men on defense, yep. making sure they finish. So, I hope so. I think they will be good defensively. I think that they're gonna be. I don't see any reason to believe that not just being biased because I cover the team, and maybe this is total wishful thinking, I don't see any reason they couldn't be a second-week team in the NCAA tournament. No, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a stretch. It's a, I mean, if they start to click, especially on – this team's going to be able to score the ball. I mean, they got some yeah. shot makers, and uh, it's going to come down to defense, I feel like, for sure. What do you think the rotation will be off the top of your head, if you had just guessed to me at the moment? Uh, like, who's going to play more minutes or who's going to go out there in the starting lineup? So, let's say – so. Starting lineup, I think, is pretty set in stone, right? right. Hugh, Paul, Najee, Jason Carter, Tyreek. Right. Bryce Moore, probably the sixth man. Mm-hmm. Is the first big man going to be Zach Fremantle, or is it going to be Daniel Ramsey? Fremantle. Okay. For sure. So, I, I agree. I All agree right. with you. Yeah, I don't think that's... So that's well, seven deep yeah. there, and there's still a lot of talent to talk about. Right. Within this next, you know... Last year, I think they played eight guys consistently. Yeah, played seven, yeah. Probably should have only played six or seven, but yeah, we had to play eight. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Kesslin and Wellich filled the gaps in for for minutes, but I don't think those two were necessarily high major players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if, if you know if last year if Zach or Tyree got in foul trouble, they were kind yeah. of stuck, kind of KO'd. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's good. I mean, we'll have depth at the guard position. So we were just talking that. I mean, a little foul trouble, you can just bring out Q for five ten minutes. We didn't have that luxury for his first two years. No, and then you know Kiki Damir. Like, who gets the most points out of those two? I lean Kiki right now, um, but I'm not shocked if Damir ends up being that guy. No, no. Yeah, but it's just interesting. Q, Q's going to have a uh, responsibility as a senior to kind of carry the load, um, kind of being a distributor, because I don't I, – I still think he's kind of the 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 point guard. The only guy that's kind of a pure point, point guard distributor yeah, first on the, on the roster. So, I mean, it'll be interesting when he goes out who takes over primarily as the ball handler. Yeah, I think – are we talking Paul's on the court? Yeah, I mean – Okay. But they, it seems like the coaches have liked Paul off the ball more. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we saw a lot of that last year especially. And I, Yeah, and I was kind of on the on the wagon of getting Scruggs the ball more, but uh, yeah, maybe he's better stashing the wing playing as a secondary uh, playmaker. Yeah, because last year I really thought Paul was their best player probably till February. I did too. Like Najee really had that stretch there from where he was like just on fire. I think that Georgetown game when they came back down 17, it seemed like Najee kind of became the best player in that stretch. Yep. No, and that helped that. I mean, Najee kind of ended on a high note uh, in the big last game, Mm -hmm. the 2020 game. Yeah, that's right. In the first round of the NIT against uh, Texas. Texas. No, no, sorry. That was Toledo. Toledo, Toledo, yeah. Toledo. That's my. Yeah. My mistake. But, you know, yeah, that was uh, pretty unheard of. I'd, I hadn't seen anything like that in a while. No. I was doing my live podcast that night at uh, Braxton Brewery um, because we were doing one for the NCAA tournament. We did that fundraiser. Oh, yeah. And I didn't get to look at my phone, so I had no idea what was going on. And so I looked after our show was over, and I was like, oh, cool, they won. And I looked at the box, and I went, did that say 20 and 20? <laughs> yeah, it was 
That was funny. I was at the game actually, and I was like, "Wait, did you just get twenty boards?" I that was your credential debut, wasn't it? It was. It yeah. was. Toledo in Texas. Well, um, anyway, I think this was a uh, a good briefing before the team heads to Spain, mm-hmm. and kind of catching up with the fans with what uh, we've seen in practice and other recruits, and there should be some some news coming shortly. It sounds like with kind of Colby Jones and Niles Lane's commitments um, up in the air and Ben Carlson and the mix with him and a couple other guys like Jalen Clark and Jalen Clark and then uh, Jalen Bridges Jalen Bridges that's what I was I'm, I, I like Jalen Bridges game a lot yeah uh, what is it Xavier in Ohio State is who he's down to I think Pittsburgh's Jeff Kappel has got a pretty good uh, standing with him I think at, with Pitt oh really yeah I just saw okay. I think he just posted a uh, that's where I gotta get better is I know the guys that commit yeah but the guys that are question that are like on this fence is the guys I got to get better at. So <laughs> we'll get you there. That's we'll why I have you? <laughs> we'll get you caught the speed. No, but uh, if they if they can lay, if X lands two or three of those guys, uh, that's an impressive year two class for Steele and and the gang. Um, for sure. Yeah, I mean Dante, Jonas, Ben, they've been killing it on the recruiting trail, and it'll, it'll be it's an exciting time of the year to be a Musketeer fan. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Awesome, Tim. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today, uh, episode two of Talking Buckets, and. Hope to catch up with you soon. Looking forward to it, buddy. Thanks.